right, we're recording now. I'm going to do this intro here. <sighs> hey guys, welcome to the Dub Bear Claw podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Delgado. With me, Stein, Zachary Stein. I don't think I've ever called you Zach or Zachary or any of that in my life. I don't know. I, it's, it's weird. It sounds weird. So I'm going to stick with calling you Stein for the podcast, if that's okay. Go for it. I mean, I'm going to call you all sorts of names, so just sure. buckle up. <laughs> uh it's us too we're just gonna be talking talking bears i wanted someone to uh talk about the bears with because out here in new york there's not a ton of bears fans surprisingly and yeah the first person i thought of was stein because i think his i'd like to think he's a bears fan and he has pretty good knowledge of football i try i try i pretend to yeah (laughs) so that's what we're gonna be doing we're gonna be talking bears um this first episode what we're gonna be doing is we're going to start off each talking about our own experience with the Bears, our fandom, how we, you know, got into football, our experience with football, and just kind of bring you along on our own each separate journey to now with our Bears fandom. And then after that, we're going to go into recent Bears history, the past five years. We're going to go year by year, just kind of talking about what's important, what happened, changes, who came, who left, that sort of thing. And then... Might hit you with some little fun facts at the end, and that'll be it. So yeah, let's get started. Stein, you want to take it off with the uh, talking about your Bears fandom? My Bears fandom. Oh, good lord. Okay, well, first off, it might like show my age a little bit. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, growing up in Central Illinois, born and raised, so just a uh, two and a half, three hours out from Soldier Field, it's hard not to be a Bears fan. Um, and everything here is kind of split. Like it's the same, you have bears fans and Packer fans. And then like, we also have Cubs fans and Cardinal fans. Like that's like the hard split Mm -hmm. through most of Illinois really. Um, but I was born in 86. So the bears had just won the super bowl. They did it before. (laughs) (laughs) And so I grew up with like my dad, playing the Super Bowl shuffle all the time or that that hope of you know especially into the 90s early 90s where you start like developing memories yeah the hope of the bears being the monsters of the midway and a contender uh, obviously we all know unfortunately that was not the case yeah but especially once Favre took over in Green Bay that sort of shut the NFC North down for a little bit so just for a while just, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been a part of my life always, always. I mean, um, growing up playing football and uh, wrestling and baseball, um, I loved wrestling for the mental challenge of it. Like that's what taught me mental strength. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like amazing. I was above average, but I wasn't amazing. But football is where I felt like I excelled and having the brain for it, being able to just understand multiple positions, even if I couldn't play a position, like I understood how it fit into the grand scheme of things. Everything just sort of clicked for me. So yeah. um, with that, it's like every year, can I get up to a game? The pandemic was terrible. I mean, yeah. like, oh, that was, that was rough. Yeah, that but was when did nice you start football? I started when I was eight. Um, they didn't have flag football and stuff when I was growing up. That didn't happen until later in this area. So JFL, 
you know, junior football league was eight years old was the first year you could do it. And I played up through my junior year high school and then senior year was unable to due to breaking some bones and surgeries and such. So, uh, which kind of sucked. Um, but tis life. (laughs) That's how it goes. And how's it, how's the journey going now? I mean, you know, I've been here for all the ups and downs. Fun fact, I'm sure I'm one of many that when the Bears appeared in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, the most recent one they appeared in, which is yeah. still, <laughs> we're coming up on like 20 years still. now, yeah. which is just ridiculous. That's weird to say too. Yeah. Um, I mean, at that time we were hitting 20, we had passed 20 years, you know, so it's like, yeah, I've gone through like two Bears lifetimes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um but like that first play, we called that opening kickoff return, you know? Oh, yeah. And like I'm standing in the kitchen, like just plating food up. Yeah. And I dropped the plate and ran and jumped over the couch screaming. Like it was, just it was yelling, wild. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, but that was, I mean, that's kind of my, my fandom. I will say there were a couple of years there where it was a little rough to follow as closely as I usually do. Yeah. But that was always around like, being a new dad you know like the year that my oldest was born it was yeah she was born in september so i mean beginning of the season right yeah and uh she timed it perfectly at, well yeah but i was also traveling for work you know an mm-hmm. hour and a half both ways basically yeah. uh so it just got to the point where i was sleeping on the weekend if i could so yeah, yeah. um uh, but for the most part, being able to keep track of it. And I really like to track a lot of like the moves as well in the off season. I want to see who we're trading out, who we're picking up, um, drafting, and then also coaching. I'm always very interested to see, okay, we get this coach. I don't just want to know what their last position was. I want to know how they got to that position right. because that's going to tell you more about the organizations they came up through, the coaching staff that they learned underneath uh, tends to give you a style, pretty good insight of what their coaching style is going to end up being. Yeah. So especially if it was under a head coach or like a very notable offensive or co- uh, defensive coordinator um, who are like, who have a clear understanding or, or where fans have a clear understanding of like what their expectation is, you know, mm. um, if the, it was like a big personality, it's easier to go. I get an idea of why if you know this guy was on this guy's screw uh crew for two three four years you know successfully before moving up yeah they were doing something right they fit into that culture what was the culture like of that team at the time it gives a good feed into like what are they really bringing to the table here yeah and what you might be in store exactly in store for you and your team with this person at the helm or taking part exactly what about you yeah, so uh, it's kind of funny. I was, uh, I just, I just in the same with 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 um, with my Bears fandom. Just it's all I've known. You just, it's, I think that's part of uh, growing up in Illinois. Unless, you know, unless your family, especially if your family like mine, like none, no one was really big on sports or football or you know. So uh, there was no one to be like, this is the team that you're gonna go for. Which I feel like if you're a Packers fan in Illinois, that's usually what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Grown up in Illinois, just that's all you, you you are a Bears fan, you know, you are a Cubs fan without even really knowing what that means. You just know, like, that's the team that you go for. 
Um, but yeah, and that was actually the inverse of you <laughs> where like I, I started football, I think, uh, fourth grade. And um, I don't know. I just, I never really, I don't know if it, I didn't try to understand it or if I couldn't, but there was, there was so much, uh, so much to football that I didn't get, but I just, I, I did have fun doing with doing it and spending time with friends. You know, you get to know people through football and that was really cool. And, but wrestling just when I, as soon as I did wrestling, it just clicked, it just clicked and yeah, I had some success with that. And yeah, so just always been a Bears fan, kind of the same as you, you know, I, actually it's funny you were talking about <laughs> you're making the plate in the kitchen for the Super Bowl. I remember when they when the Bears made the Super Bowl, I remember telling my mom like, "Mom, we have to get home to catch the Bears on the Super Bowl, you know?" And I think uh I was pushing her like, "Speed, speed, speed. We got to get home fast." And actually, I don't know if you remember that long strip of road, right? It's like coming coming into Kiwani. I think as like between Anwani and Kiwani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was gunning it down to try to get us home in time for the Super Bowl, you know? And she actually she got loves pulled you, over. She loves you. Oh, she loves me so much. She, she uh, we ended up getting pulled over and got a ticket. <laughs> so I, I think uh, we missed the first. The cop was a. Of, let's be clear that we we know that the cop was a freaking. He was um, a Packers Green Bay fan. fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was cheering for the. He was cheering for the Colts just so we wouldn't take it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, I unfortunately missed uh, Devin Hester's opening kickoff. But I mean, I've watched it so many times. <laughs> But yeah, so I just uh, drove, driving home so fast and finally got home. And I just remember being so excited to see the Bears, you know. Because, yeah, that's all, even in in football, you know, from fourth grade on or whatever, it's just you talk to anyone and everybody was just like, yeah, we're just, you're a Bears fan. And anyone who wasn't, you know, it's like, fuck, you know, screw you. You shouldn't be a Bears. You should fuck be going for you. the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the Packers, you know, whatever. Because, so, yeah, you always get the Packers. FTP. Yeah, yeah. You always get the, the Packers fans sprinkled in. Somewhere in Illinois. They've had a hard time all season covering kicks. It's Hester trying to work it back to the middle. Gets past the first wave, and here he goes. It's Hester inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. And no flag, 92 yards. Yeah, and then I just, after high school and stuff, you know, I kind of fell off from sports and my interest in sports. I was still a Bears fan, but I wasn't really keeping up closely and stuff. And then somewhere along, I, st- I got back I got back in. I think it was right after, uh, right in like John Fox's last year, I think, was when I started getting back mm-hmm. in. And then, yeah, these past few years, I just have really, when Matt Nagy started, Latched I just really on. locked in. Yeah, I really locked back in. And yeah. like, okay, now I'm going to start learning and. It's been really cool, actually. Learn. I mean, there's still so much I think I have left to learn about football, um, but still, it's it's just great. I love watching it. I love watching the Bears. I just, it's hard being a Bears fan, but it's fun. <laughs> it is hard being a Bears fan. That is certainly one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say it's going well now. I mean, I think uh, it's so much easier. To, I think I think to keep up with with football now and sports now with everything you know in your pocket and just being able to get alerts or like just look it up real quick okay like you know how are they doing you know what's the most recent news you know i think it's a lot easier to keep track and be locked in now than it was before i would agree especially with yeah like you said just like having that constant feed of information Mm -hmm. it's just so readily available and 
I mean, it's hard. Like growing up, you didn't have that. If you missed the game, then you had to try to like stay up for night news to you know like watch the highlights the recap, at least. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, well, fucking, I'm picking up a paper tomorrow, I guess. Like, that. Yeah. <laughs> now people are like, what's a paper? <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, just for stream sure. it on Twitter. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So that's our fandom. Um, so I think now we're going to move into the Bears' recent history. We're going to go with the past five years. We're going to start in 2018 and make our way up to 2022. Sounds so, like a plan. 2018, the beginning of the Matt Nagy era. Ugh. So in 2018. What could have been? What could have been? <laughs> In 2018, the Bears fired John Fox, who they brought in. I think he was with the Broncos before, wasn't he? Before he came to the Bears, I think he. he I want to say he had just won. He won the, the Super Broncos? Bowl with the Broncos, didn't he? And then he came yeah. to the Bears like a year or two after. Mm-hmm. So John Fox gets fired, and they bring in Super Bowl champion, not at the time, but eventual Super Bowl champion Matt Nagy. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Matt Nagy? After all it's being said and done. Um, I mean, hindsight 2020, right? Like looking back at it at the time, it was very promising. I mean, at the time Nagy coming in had a lot of clout, I think from Mm -hmm. other head football coaches that, uh, were well known and well established in their careers. So, and some that aren't always known for like up talking people, you know, like yeah. Andy Reid. I mean, like, cool. I can't even at that point. Yeah, I'm Andy. Like, All right. Yeah, Andy Reid said he's and I quote, "best coaching candidate I've ever had." End quote. That's mm-hmm. from Andy Reid. And yeah, I yeah. I remember too. I I was thinking back, and I do remember being excited for Matt Nagy and and hearing that and seeing what he was going to bring and being, being really excited and being like, all right, this is going to be, this is going to be good. This is going to be fun. I remember Nagy coming in because he had been with Kansas city and I was like, Oh, like this is going to fit a completely different play style than what the Chicago bears offense is usually known for. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We are known for ground and pound pro style type football. I mean, like you are running that ball up the middle. Um, like you got workhorses we're not necessarily known for quarterbacks and yeah. wide receivers <laughs> yeah. you know? um and especially at this era of you know having like a lot of option routes and a lot of it, the, the play was completely it was transitioning and it's it's different even today mm-hmm. but that was sort of like the beginning of that transition was that about that time frame right and he had that experience with it of running more slant routes and leveraging more options and uh, also being able to work with like, hopefully a mobile quarterback was kind of the idea. Uh, Someone that could keep a play extended Mm -hmm. um, and then execute on opportunity. So he, and because he was an off offensive mind style, like I was kind of like, okay, the bears are known for their defense and their special teams. Awesome. If we're fairly settled in those, then yeah. Why not? Let's go out and find more of an offensive-minded coach um, that suits our style a little better. Uh, that, but that can also like introduce a little bit of new stuff for us. My biggest hesitation was, 
okay, but what's the roster change going to look like? Like, what else are they bringing here? Because his style was not going to suit the roster that we had. Right. So I remember that. I mean, obviously 2018, (laughs) we got Khalil Mack. Like, (laughs) oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was in my opinion, bigger than getting Nagy at the time. It was like, oh, for sure. I don't don't give a fuck who the coach is. Like getting Khalil Mack was like, yeah, it's like, oh, hell yeah that's fantastic and he came in and just immediately made an impact He's which so is good. yeah yeah uh so uh, let's talk a little bit about matt Nagy. um so as we were saying he he came over from kansas city after being with andy reed which was everyone was very hype about um it's always exciting when again like you were saying like when a guy like andy reed is talking positive about someone you can't help but get excited about him um but i was looking up a little bit about him before you know his early life and stuff. And so look, he played college quarterback and then he tried going out for the NFL, but didn't make it into the NFL. And then he kind of bounced around. He was an AFL quarterback for, um, for a while. He's bouncing around before he got into coaching. Um, but interesting little tidbit. Do you see the asterisk in the, in the outline there? Yeah. Um, so I put that there because I found the fact that I didn't, I wanted to get your live reaction <laughs> so okay. let me preface this by saying that 9-11 was a national tragedy all right it Jesus was fucking christ not good yeah right? no I doubt think we can all agree that 9-11 was not good if you can't get um, the fuck out that's <laughs> right um do you do you want to know where matt Nagy was on 9-11 do i do you do i want to know where matt Nagy was on 9-11 <laughs> give my me an jaw idea dropped. I, I, I'll I say, I don't think you will ever guess, but I, um, you, you want to take a guess? So at the time, uh, that was a- after he had tried for the pros, right? Wasn't that like, oh. That was, uh, if I give you the clue, it kind of, you might get it. But I'll say it was, it was the time, it was at the time he was trying for out for the NFL. He was trying out for the NFL. <laughs> he was still time. trying okay. to be a quarterback in the NFL. Gotcha. Was he on a practice squad ever? Was he like a practice squad for the Giants or something like at the time? Nope. No? Nope. All right, what? Give Matt it to Nagy me. on 9-11 was trying out to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked. I found this out. I saw it, and I was like, there is no fucking There's no way. way. There's no There's way no on way. the 9-11 no that he was – there's no way I couldn't believe it. And I looked it up and I, I even double checked. I was like, I know what year 9-11 was, but let me make sure that the year 9-11 was and the year he was trying out are the same year. Cause you're I start, could not believe like, it. <laughs> Am I what's that called? You? What's Where, it? Like you believe something that doesn't exist, but you firmly. Oh, the Mandela effect exist. thing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, was it 2001? It was Dude. 2001. Maybe yeah. it wasn't 2001. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly all, what all, was going on. In my all head. hinged on the idea of Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy in, trying, out for the <laughs> trying out to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Pack. We should have known. Someone should have known that, and we should have known. <laughs> like, that that was the red flag right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, could, yeah. I could definitely see that. So. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, in Matt Nagy's first year, his first season with the Chicago Bears, we went twelve and four. 
12 and 4, baby. Which was, I mean, pretty good. That's a really good record. This was oh, before yeah, the 17-game season. There were still 16 games in a season only. Um, yeah. So, yeah, some of the guys. You mentioned Khalil Mack earlier that we got mm-hmm. that same year, which was, again, just unreal, dude. That That's such an unreal get to get Khalil Mack, especially with the, the history that the Bears have of great linebackers. Oh, for sure. Um, so some of the other people that we got that year was we got Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. We got everyone's, that was a good get. everyone's favorite kicker, Cody Parkey. Get that. <laughs> we drafted. We Don't got him. We didn't draft him. We got him in 2018. Uh, we got Kyle Fuller. Mm-hmm. Cornerback. Fuller had a standout season. Uh, he didn't he get all pro that year. I think I he, want to say he I think did. he even went to the pro I think he went to the pro Bowl yes, too. Yes, he he did get a I know. It was Anyway, yeah, yeah um yeah. I don't even Yeah, uh, he had a great <laughs> season. I remember. I remember being like He had a great this, season. This dude's yeah. locked in. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, and then So those were the people that those were the kind of notable notable players that we got that year. That's pretty good. We had we had a lot of people stand out that season. I mean, I'm I'm gonna throw I this mean, out there. I mean, twelve and four. You know, we were a lot of Look, standouts. That's, yeah. <laughs> what, what we haven't even talked about Trubisky and Trubisky threw for over 3,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He also added over 400 rushing yards with three rushing touchdowns. So he accumulated a total of 27 touchdowns for us, and close over 3,600 yards total offense just on like for him that's a huge sophomore year mm-hmm. i mean that is huge most people have the sophomore slump he led the bears a struggling offense to leap. a division championship you know what i mean yeah so um at, at the time he's like yes there were some things that he could work on that he could get better at i think having an like again bringing in when Nagy brought in his coaching staff too, um, I think more development went into the coaching of quarterbacks. Um, I've always been very hesitant about the Bears drafting quarterbacks high up, early up, and then starting them like their rookie year or maybe like midway through the rookie season. Yeah. The Bears are not known and have never been known for quarterback development. Right. And so for me, I'm like, we can't have – we needed like – think. Before all this, Jay Cutler, someone like that sort of made sense as to why we brought him in. It's because he was more veteran at the time, right? He's not a first, second, third year quarterback. Like he's been established. He's ranking in like the, you know, the, the like five to 12 range when you're ranking quarterbacks through his, like his early years. So it made sense. He had already had that quarterback development and then bring him in so that we don't have to specialize have to because we yeah. specialize defense special teams like that's yeah. so it always makes me so nervous when we draft a quarterback so quarterback high guy. up yeah 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 and, and then we'll start that. i remember early, you saying so. that a few years ago we'll my get, issue we'll was, get into that I, you know yeah. later in the episode i think that was my um, issue with Rex Grossman too. I mean, I feel I feel bad for sometimes. So you, you would know more about Rex Grossman than I do. What was that like? What was because all I remember is just was, him playing in the Super Bowl, and I, even as a kid, I was like, "What the heck? What the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> that's just it, though. I mean, he 
he was he was good in college, above good in college. What was that his um, what year was he in when when the Bears went to the Super Bowl? Do you know? I want to say it was his second. I could fact check that. Um but yeah, I oh, let's find out. It was his it was 06 we went, right? Mm-hmm. And he came in in 2003. 2003. So he played 03, 04, 04, 05, 05, 06. It was his third year. Third year, okay. Um, and, but, so you've known me for a long time. Yeah. Uh, my favorite college team since I was a kid was the Florida Gators. Um, that was like early 90s, even uh, mid 90s, like watching my first college football game, just watching the Gator Chomp. Like, yeah. I, I just, fell in love with that for some reason as a kid. I thought that was really cool. Um, so always been a Gator fan. And so I, I liked Rex Grossman. Uh, it also helped that he was a Midwest boy. I mean, he's from Bloomington, Indiana. So, uh, but I remember, I remember the bears getting him and I was, I was like excited at first, but then I was also like, ah, but why in the first round? Yeah. This is, and I was, a. this was an Oh three. It was my spring of my sophomore year of high school at the time. And so, you know, I was like actively watching the draft and stuff and, yeah. and being like, that just, I don't know. I was very nervous about that. And for a good reason. I mean, he ended up just the development, like halted after his Stop. third year, basically. Yeah. Um, and he was also put in bad positions a lot where he was trying to like force plays to happen. Um, and I'm like, dude, you're not Favre. Like, yeah. yeah. Favre's good at that shit, especially at that yeah. time, 03 to yeah. 08. Like that's, yeah, I'm like, sorry, man. Like that's just not your thing. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like he never truly got the opportunity to develop those early pieces. Right. Yeah. But I liked Grossman initially um, and I, I just felt bad for him later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so apart from the, some people that came to the Bears, I also wanted to, bring up some of the people who left the bears in 2018 mm-hmm. a couple names you might recognize uh we got rid of cairo santos in 2018 mm-hmm. i remember that and then uh, we also got rid of mark sanchez he was playing i think he was playing. i forgot he was a backup yeah yeah he was a yeah. backup isn't I that for, nuts? I totally forgot he was I'd, with us for a minute. I had like I had no idea. I, I had yeah. completely forgotten that he was with very, he was a bear. <laughs> it was very short term, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Was I it think, even a full season? I think it was a full season. I'm not sure. Okay. But man, holy shit. Yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. That's the name that I remember been, when uh, he was gonna be the savior the of the New York Jets, man. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Mark bullshit. Travis that was my <laughs> Yep. And then, uh, yeah, so some of the draft picks we took that year too. Uh, 2018, we drafted Roquan Smith. And we also Fuck drafted yes. Anthony Miller. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that was the same year. Yeah. Decent move. Decent move. Not a bad move at all. Um, so, yeah. Wait, do you remember much of the 2018 season? Um, I remember that we had Vic Fangio and the defensive, mm-hmm. the defense was fucking stacked. It was yep. so good. Um, and, but then didn't he leave the next year, or the year after? Yeah. And it was so, like, yeah, you gave us right like out. one real fucking good season. Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And didn't he, I think he went to the Broncos next. If I remember right. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, th- 
thought it was the Colts. And stacked their defense, or maybe it was vice versa. Maybe we got him from the Broncos. We might have got him from the Broncos after he had stacked their defense. Yeah. But man, yeah, I remember just being like, it was so exciting. I mean, if I. We were we had to be at the top for like takeaways or like you know whether it was interceptions, forced fumbles. We had so So, many takeaways that year. I was going back. I was watching the highlights of that year. I every year that Mm -hmm. we that we're gonna cover, I went through and and watched the highlights and some of the recaps and stuff of those years. And it's unreal of that year. So many takeaways. Every other, I'm not kidding. Every like almost every other highlight was like interception fumble sack it was it was awesome it was so cool watching the punch outs of the ball oh at the top. I mean, yes just they yes. were they, they were it was like watching a master class of defense yeah. you know, across the board whether it was the front line stuffing the block whether or 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 even like locking down the ends whether it was that mid-range you know like if you happen to make it past the first side you got the fucking like middle ground to try to get through yeah. and i just that 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 was such a good linebacker squad, but then really the fun one was watching those cornerbacks mm-hmm. and like just the punch outs, Dude, the slap so, downs, yeah. just in the so interceptions many. and like truly, I, like I was watching it, and I was like, Wild. "How many fucking interceptions did we get this year?" It was awesome. It was, yeah, dude. I, dude, the way it ended, you know, midway. like that's how, yeah, I feel. dude. That, it really did feel like that again. That, I and you know, for how it shook out and everything, like you were saying earlier, twenty twenty, you know, hindsight. I, I do remember it being so much fun, especially that first year when Nagy came. It was so much fun watching the Bears. It was, I will say as a Bears fan, like historically speaking, probably one of the most roller coaster seasons I've ever had. Yeah. Um, no, a piece of that comes from where I was in life and being able to be more available to like be invested in it. But I mean, I mean, holy shit. Like completely different offensive style, a league leading defense. Yeah. It was exciting to be a Bears fan again. Yeah. And you know, you just so many ups and downs. You had hope. Like we had hope. Yeah, you were excited. And, for like the we future. truly believed in what the future held. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of how fucking miserably it failed at <laughs> yeah. the end, you know. And, and that's what I mean by like a roller coaster, because yeah. you hit this very peak and then you're just, just like dropped. Yeah, I mean, it it true heartbreak. I I literally felt heartbreak. At the yeah, time. oh like, my god. Even when we lost in the Super Bowl in '06, it was like, but we made the Super Bowl. There was there was a time that we had where I like through that game where I was like, okay, we're still in it, we're still in it, and then mm-hmm. there hit a certain point where we're like, fuck, like it's fucking Peyton. It's Manning. Peyton like, Manning. Goddamn it! Fuck. Yeah. Like, um, and this was like so even with that it just it wasn't as much heartbreak it was at that time it was more like all right hey let's get back there you know we did it we've shown we can do it let's try yeah. to keep that momentum mm-hmm. clearly it didn't happen but 18 was like ooh, yeah I mean, something's coming you know something yeah it felt so good <laughs> yeah uh but, so vic vic fangio came to us from the 49ers and then he left us for the broncos left for the broncos mm-hmm. right gotcha yeah um, so for each season too, I did, uh, I did bright spots and not so bright spots. Um, so some of the highlights of, of 2018, we ended at the top of the NFC North, Tariq Cohen, watching Tariq Cohen and his, his time with the bears. It, it was so much fun watching him. 
Um, Magical. Yeah. He made it look the, so smooth. He's so smooth. His cuts were amazing. Like it was, it was magic on the field, truly. Um, Matt, Matt Nagy that year won coach of the year. Vic Fangio, mm-hmm. assistant coach of the year. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Especially with the, the leap from the prior season. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah. Um, touchdown celebrations. And that's something that I don't know if you're, if it sticks out to your memory, but from watching the highlights, some of the touchdown separation or celebrations were so much fun. They're just so cool. And uh, I read that, I guess, in 2017, they had, lo- they, they uh, going into 2018, they loosened the rules on team celebrations. So you would, it was, they made it looser so that you could, the teams could celebrate more together. And so. Uh, I remember that year when they loosened it up, I was like, Ooh, this is going to be awesome. You can literally find just videos of like 45 minutes of touchdown celebrations <laughs> yeah. for the entire NFL. It's like, like you can rate them like 50 to one and all of them are fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's yeah. And it's, especially, I, I think uh, when they celebrate as a team too, because they always do something goofy, you know, like the, yeah. I, they, the, the one that was, I'm remembering the now. Rowing. Yeah, the canoe. Yeah, they, they were doing the canoe. <laughs> that one's so much fun. The One of my favorites was the cannonball, like mm-hmm. where like you throw the ball up in the air and, or a grenade, like you throw the ball up in the air and when it lands, and everyone it explodes falls? and everyone yeah, just... Yeah. Boy, that's, that's a good uh, one. The bowling pins. Yeah. They stayed oh, yeah, in yeah, bowling yeah, pin they, formation. Yeah, and you roll the yeah. football down. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um. Highlights. I also had uh, the home alt jersey. Do you remember what that looked like? Oh, they did have sick jerseys that year. The home alt jersey that. was so cool, dude. It's so sick. Tariq Cohen ended up. We'll have to with, like throw uh, a picture of that up at yeah, some point. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Those are so cool. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I w- I've been thinking because I want to get a Bears jersey, but I want to wait to see how this year's jerseys come out. I don't Look. know if they're gonna do. Yeah, because I don't know the ones that they have in the shop right now. I wasn't really vibing with, but. Yeah. Um, Tariq Cohen ended with the most punt return yards that year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Kyler, Kyle, he was leveraged everywhere. Yeah. Kyle Fuller had seven interceptions that year. You know what's crazier? There was a team that didn't even have seven interceptions, right? No, that might be wrong. Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know if that's wrong, but what was, what was crazy to me when I was looking up the stat is that there, uh, he tied for first with two other people. So the top three, inter- the, the people with the most interceptions, the top three was all seven. And then fourth was Eddie Jackson. And he only had six. So he only had one less. But he wow. was still had the fourth most in the league. Those are, I mean, those are just great stats. <laughs> Isn't that nuts, dude? Two of your defensive players are in the top five for interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then all pros that year, you had Tariq Cohen as a return specialist. Khalil Mack, linebacker. Eddie Jackson, safety, Kyle Fuller, cornerback, Allen Robinson, wide receiver, and Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. It, again, at the he time. He had a great year. Rightfully so. It was a great fucking You put that year on anybody's yeah. resume? Like, holy shit. Like, yeah. That was a really good year. Yeah. Not so bright spots. You got the doinks. <laughs> and that's all I put. Because I feel like that's that like, was the, that's the only thing that that's, really that sticks out. That was literally to me. the worst part. That was that was the only like dark spot. That, yeah, he had know. he had four doinks in one game against the Lions. Just 
Isn't that crazy? So many. Yeah. And then you get the double against the Eagles, and you're just like, yeah. Let's let's talk about that because that's. Uh, I mean, I'm, that's not. the last. You, you, wanna, you don't want to get into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, it hurts even thinking back to it. But so that year we it's, made the playoffs, first in the NFC North, and we got the Eagles in the wild card round. They were the defending champs at that point. They had won the Super Bowl the year before. And so first round, Eagles versus Bears. I went back and watched it. I was watching the the highlights of the whole game, not just Bears highlights, you know, but the whole thing. There were there were no touchdowns in that game until the second half. It was, it was all a rough kicks. game. It was it all was kicks. A rough yeah. game. It's a rough game to have all kicks like from fucking Parky. Like, I mean, that's who I mean, to his, cre- I mean, that which, to his credit, he was making early on. He was making he's making the field goals. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he he made enough to keep us in the game. Yeah. But, but the one ultimately that, the what one matters, matters. Yeah. the one that counts. Yeah. You know, and um, so, yeah. And then I was looking I, to give I it up by too. a point. Oh, dude. And that point, that point, I was looking at one point. I think it was the first or second touchdown that we scored. Matt Nagy went for two. And if he had not gone for two, if he had gone for one, we would have been at 16 points. And it would have at least gone into OT. Um, a but lot of drop passes. Also have the, I think at the time he was having a little more faith. Sure. <laughs> in, fuck it, let's run it in. Because there's a higher probability that we miss a goddamn kick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I... I get it. I've I remember that too, and I rem- But at the time, I also remember thinking how successful that we had been that year with odd plays and two point attempts instead. You know, and like yeah, I was like, "Fuck it, we're going big, man. Let's do this." Let's- yeah, and we're you're facing the defending champs. Yeah. Like, put these bitches in their place. Yeah, that was kind of send my the thought. message. Yeah, hundred percent. And now, obviously, yeah, hindsight, that, hindsight yeah, it's easy to look back, back and be like, oh, we should have gone for the kick, blah, blah. But I, I think you make a good point with all, you know, I, how we were, we were on a roll that year, you know. I'll, I'll own Cody that, like, Parkey yeah, was okay, doinking already. It wasn't the right call. Yeah. Exactly. He had, he had, he had already had a history. He was a doinker. Yeah. He was a, he was a well-known, known doinker. He was a well-known doinker. <laughs> like once, once a doink, always a doink. A serial right? doinker. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of drop passes in that game too. Um, he has to register for that, right? Being a serial doinker. Like the- <laughs> yeah, he's got to go around the neighborhood and let let them know. So yeah, and then I was looking at the final drive, and and again, this is this is all like hindsight. You know, it's easy to look back and be like, oh, he should have made this decision. He should have made that decision. You know, but I, I still I think it was worth criticizing watching the final drive. So we got a, a minute left. Tariq Cohen had a great kickoff return. Great field then, position. Yeah, great field position. After that great kickoff return, Trubisky had a great pass to Robinson that again put us in mm-hmm. really good uh, field position and then a few plays later Mitch Trubisky passes to Robinson and Robinson is like four or five yards away from the out of bounds mm-hmm. and he can't get out he just he, I think he realized where he was and then tried sprinting but by the time he tries to get to the to the sidelines someone's already got him wrapped up yeah so I remember the clock burning and just being like yeah which which that I, I maybe you can you know talk more you maybe you'd know more about it but i i was i was watching that and i was thinking why is he there 
because he was on a comeback. He he goes, he's lined up where he ended up, and he goes mm-hmm. and he does a comeback, and then that's where the pass is. Why why? I was just like, why is he there? Why wouldn't you have had him, you know, running towards towards the sideline, a you know route more like that, as opposed to like honestly, this. I I don't I, looking at it. Uh, I think at the time it was more like you said, he realized where he was. Yeah. I don't think he realized where he was when he ran the route. I really think it was just a mistake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so then obviously after that, he can't get out of bounds. We have to spike it. And then that takes us to the third down. They send Robinson deep on the third down. And it ends up an incomplete pass. So fourth down, it's a field goal. They bring out the field goal unit for Cody Parkey to kick it. And he double doinks it. Double For those who don't doinks. know what we're talking about, when we say a double doink, he hit, he hit the post, twice, and then twice, yeah, twice in one kick, <laughs> in one kick, yeah, it hit one post Which is, and then bounced on the other. <laughs> I mean, never happens, ne- twice, to the Bears. <laughs> yeah, it happens to the Bears. <laughs> I will say, in his defense, I do, I do remember seeing an Eagles player. That uh, recently, I think, in the, like in the past couple of years, was talking about how he, in that play, he was able to get a hand on it. Oh, so he thinks he nicked it a little. He thinks he nicked it, and that was why it double doinked. So yeah, he was that you know he said. I said yeah yeah I mean I yeah mean, yeah. Tough position to be in. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, As a fan, I was pissed. Oh, I was, dude. I was, As I was a screaming. Football player, I was so mad. I was, I was also. I, after time passed, I felt bad for the guy. Again, it's kind of like one of those like you can't show your face in Chicago. Oh, you dude, just can't. He, he, yeah, I remember seeing the Twitter. Like there was a guy on Twitter. I, I distinctly remember a guy on Twitter just, I mean, cursing and screaming at his phone in the video, just being like, "Cody, fucking Parky, how much are we paying this guy to do- to double doink?" Oh wow. yeah, I don't. Did you ever see that? I forgot video? about that, dude. Yeah. That, that, but he was. I mean, he is screaming. That guy is pissed, and I mean, everyone was. Oh, for sure. Everyone was so mad because that's the thing. Like, you know, whether it was tipped or not, he had a history of doinking of of hitting the post. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we're gonna share with you that clip of the Bears fan who's uh, pretty unhappy after the Cody Parky miss in the uh, Bears Eagles playoff game. Just wanted to give you a warning because there's some pretty choice language and uh, it seems like few can rival the uh, cursing of, uh, of an upset Bears fan. So just wanted to give you that warning. 8 million, 10 million, 25 million. I don't know how much fucking Cody Parking's getting fucking paid, but that little fucking cocksucker from South Florida can't make a goddamn fucking kick for his fucking life. I mean, how much fucking money we got to pay this fucking cocksucker? How much fucking opportunity do you fucking need? How many fucking missed kicks is Cody Parkey going to fucking hit this year? Eleven. Eleven. That's how many. Eleven. Fuck you, Cody. Fuck you. To the point where I, I think they, I later on, too, they, they brought out some of the recruiting videos that he tried to made to that he had made and he he uses that as a point of like look at how accurate i am and he's like hitting the post he's like kicking and on purpose hitting the post yeah. yeah i remember i remember seeing those yeah that did not 
um, bode well for him in his future. No, right? no. Like if in he the long term, never, that did not, yeah. If all he had that year was was the double doink, yeah, it might have been a, a little more forgivable as a whole. Yeah, it would have been right? different. Yeah, but like you said, four doinks in a single game against the Lions, and, and, the fucking Lions. And the four like, wasn't even all. He, there was another game too where he had he had doinked off the he hit the post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple times that season. It was so, like you were saying before. That was, I mean, that was really just a roller coaster. I really thought we had a legitimate chance that year. Oh, we absolutely did. I, we I absolutely yeah. did that. Coming up and and only needing a field goal to win it and to move on to the next round, mm-hmm. I felt like if we could get past the Eagles, we could absolutely make it to the NFC Championship. Yeah, at, at or or like at the very least, you know. So, um, whether we would make the Super Bowl or not, I was like, there's a, there's a chance we don't make it that far only because it's the first year that this core group of people are like really together under this coach i was like if we get to there awesome and then build on that for next year so in my hope was like let's at least just make it through this wild card and that's not how it shook out huh not how it shook out but again it did leave hope it did like yeah we're still hopeful for the next year Next year, After keep everybody, get rid of the fucking punter. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, get rid of the kicker. <laughs> you could not get rid of Cody Parkey fast enough if you were Matt Nagy that year. So, we finished the 2018 season in heartbreak, but we continue on with hope still. We were all still hopeful. And we start 2019. Very hopeful. That was the centennial season. That was... Uh, it was. Bears had been around for 100 years. Uh, Vic Fangio left, as we mentioned before. He went to the Broncos, mm-hmm. and then we brought in Chuck Pagano. That was by choice, right? That like, that wasn't us moving him. That was no. Him he left. I think he he left. Yeah. He was the one that left. So, some notable acquisitions that we got that season, we got Corderell Patterson, and then we had uh Haha Clinton Dix. We got him that year too. Um, did he, he end? He went to the Packers at one point, or did we get him from the Packers? I think it was he. He came to us from the Packers. And then left, and then I think the Packers uh, did that thing where like they, they signed him for a day, and then he retired. So they so that retire, he could retire yeah. a Packer. Um, and then uh, we got rid of Kevin White that that year. We got rid of Cody Parkey, <laughs> and uh, we got rid of Jordan Howard, who was with. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I don't have no memory of that guy, but it seemed like he was um, a pretty big part of our running game that year, just from the highlights and stuff. He, he was absolutely. He was. He was a. I think I just was so obsessed. Out guy. I just loved uh, Tariq Cohen so much that if he wasn't on the field, I was like, I'm not paying attention. To yeah. No, Jordan Howard was was pretty good. I remember. Um, oh, but we did. Okay, I see the draft pick that you got on there, David Montgomery. Yep, that year right? we drafted David Montgomery. Yeah. Um, uh, who? Who had some success? Yeah, I yeah. I really like David Montgomery. Yeah. Um, our defense was pretty good that year. Uh, Tariq Cohen and Cordero Patterson were our returners, and they both were doing really good. Oh, I they think were f- some of the returns that over. year were fun to watch. Yeah. So, um, well, because they were trying to ramp up the usage of Cohen, and you you could tell that after a full year of how they had managed him, two years in a row was going to be tough. Yeah. And so by bringing Patterson in, it just kind of made sense. The number of plays that Cohen was on the field, the the different types of style, like running he had to do between standard running or whether, or running a route. Like it was just, it was a lot, you know? So 
Um, Khalil Mack, I just have him as a bright mm. spot because it was just anytime he was on the field, it was just so much fun to watch him. We had no eight and a half sacks that year. Oh, it didn't no doink. It was a it was a it was a doinkless year. Doinkless year, and uh, I had uh, Pinero was named the Snickers hungriest player of the week, one of the weeks that season. <laughs> I felt like that was a bright spot. Fuck, I want a Snickers now. <laughs> um. So yeah, our all pros were Cordell Patterson, Khalil Mack, and Eddie Jackson. And then uh, Kyler, Jackson, Kyle Fuller yeah. and Tariq Cohen made it as alternates. And then I think mm-hmm. Kyle Fuller actually got to play because the guy that was ahead of him got injured. Was, oh, he got injured. Oh, okay. And then I thought he, was, Kyle Fuller I thought he didn't in. come. But yeah, Fuller was fun to watch. Um, yeah, that was it's just an eight, eight, eight season. Thing. It was just kind of, I mean, there was nothing really crazy about that. Boy, eight and eight. That was rough. That yeah. was rough. No playoffs that year. I remember, and I mean, the Packers were rough that year. Yeah, could not pull off a win to save our lives. Um, but you know, winning against Detroit on Thanksgiving Day was nice. Yeah, I mean, I remember that being kind of like a Thanksgiving a fun games thing. Were, also, because those are always fun. They are absolutely. That's like the day to watch football. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's an American tradition. <laughs> You eat too much turkey and stuffing, and then you just sit around and watch, watch some football. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, there was nothing too crazy that year. So then we go into twenty twenty. I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything you want to say? Any, you got anything else for twenty nineteen? Uh. Trubisky's inconsistent play. Okay. Yeah. That was the biggest drop off. I mean, I mean, and that's where compare it to a. What I say it was a thirty-two hundred yard season with four hundred rushing, twenty-seven total touchdowns between the two. Like the next season, it was like he. I feel like he just never, ever, ever found a rhythm. Yeah. You know, normally when that hits, you you're like, all right, I'm gonna hit a tight end, I'm gonna hit a quick slant, I'm gonna hit like these little short, quick pass plays, something. like to build up some confidence. Which, which is what did he? Like what he excelled at? Consistency. Yeah, he excelled at those short passes. The second it went out past ten yards, it was. Like oh, it was a, it exponentially was a lower. <laughs> yeah. And then it was a toss if it ever went past 20, it was like almost impossible. Yeah. And then if it was like like 50, it was like you might as well just give them the ball. Like that was yeah. that was rough. Yeah. I remember just being like, what the fuck is going on? What is happening? But I if I remember right, I think the O line had a good number of injuries that year. Mm-hmm. Um again, when you have a fantastic season leading up it's hard to maintain that for a second year because so many guys can you can only push your body to a certain limit right yeah and at the, to be one of the best consistently all the time yeah I, and I, then not take care of yourself well enough i hear this stat all the time and with i think it's worth saying that uh i think it's like uh 50 of all teams that make the playoffs don't make the playoffs the following year it is it is drastically yeah, high. It, yeah, the number of teams that will make it one year and not the next is... All that to be said is, hey, just because you didn't make it this year doesn't mean you can't make you it next make it year. Ne- yeah, exactly. Uh, so going into 2022. 2020? 2020, uh, 20, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was looking at... Uh, yeah, so 2020. That year, there, there was a really big offensive shakeup that year. So they got rid of the offensive coordinator... They got rid of the O-line coach. They got rid of the tight end coach and the uh, special teams assistant. They fired them all. That the O-line coach, I think, is a mistake. Really? Who uh, do, uh, Again, uh, 
I don't remember who it was at the time, but I remember like part of the reason that Trubisky had a downturn that 2019 season was be if I remember right, it was from injuries from to the to the O line. So you come out eight and eight. Trubisky looks so much shittier than he did the year before. I mean, mm. shittier. Like people really right? underestimate. I mean, not underestimate, but I think I don't know. There's a lot of ca- uh, casual football fans that I think really don't take into account enough how much an O-line will affect the quarterback's play. Oh, yeah. Hogs never get the respect they truly mm-hmm. deserve. They just don't. Like, but, and so to me, I'm like, that's not an O-line coach issue. Like, that that comes down to, like, training. Yeah. Some of the injuries that they were getting. Conditioning like, and stuff, yeah. I don't know who your certified strength and conditioning specialist yeah. is because I would have some questions about that. Maybe that's who know, they should instead. have Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, it is hard to argue with when it drops to eight and eight. And a lot of, I think a lot of Trubisky's issues were because of he didn't have as much time in the pocket regularly. Mm. He didn't have consistency on the online of who was starting. You yeah. Know? So if I remember right, I think that was that season. Yeah. So some of the people we got that year, we got Sam Mustafer, our center. That year we got Jimmy Graham. I was excited when Jimmy Graham came to the Bears. We also got Nick Foles that year. And we got Robert yeah. Quinn that year. In the offseason. And then some of the draft picks we got was one of the ones was Cole Komet. Yep. We got Jalen Johnson. We got Travis Gibson. Komet is finally turning into what he needs to. I, <laughs> people early on, I, I remember being online a lot and the people did not like Cole Komet and everyone was just, get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. And I was like, I mean, this was his first year. We'll get into his, his second year. But I, I just, I've always liked Cole Komet, basically, is what I'm I did to too. I, I have a soft I think spot he, for him. I really like him. He was also in his first year overshadowed by Jimmy Graham. Sure, yeah. Mean, he was an established, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, yeah. top 15 tight end of all time. Like, you, you can't, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, also, we drafted Tra- Travis Gibson, and then we also tra- uh, drafted Darnell Mooney that year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. Okay. So yeah, it was another eight and eight season. Some of the bright spots I had for that season was, uh, dude, that was a year I really loved that year because that was a year that we had the tandem of David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Oh yeah, and it that just was felt fun. like something was gonna happen. Montgomery every, sparked. Yeah, it was it was yeah. so much fun watching that. Watching the highlights, it looked like uh, Darnell Mooney had some had a really good season that year too, and that was that was pretty fun to watch. I remember that it was um, kind of a show out season for him. Nick, watching the highlights. Nick Foles was actually kind of a bright spot that year. He absolutely was a bright he, spot. He played he was, some really good games that year. He, uh, I am in the camp that he should have been. He should have started damn near the whole season. Yeah. He just should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that year, there, were, there was no Pro Bowl game. There's no actual Pro Bowl game, but Khalil Mack and Cordell Patterson did get nominated to the Pro Bowl. And I found out that the way they did the Pro Bowl that year was they did a... They had people, not people, but they brought in like celebrities to play Madden mm-hmm. and they played Madden against each other. And so they just had different celebrities switching off and controlling the game every quarter. And so they just made yeah. the rosters with all the, the, the Pro Bowl players, all the people that got voted to the Pro Bowl that year. Yeah. Um, another bright spot, Mitch Trubisky won the MVP. Do you know what the MVP is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say like the, like the never valuable player. No, uh, it was the Nickelodeon valuable player. 
Oh, Jesus Because uh, <laughs> um, even with an 8-8 eight and eight season that year, we made the playoffs. And so we went against the Saints. I remember that. In the playoffs. That was one of those years where you had to like do the math and like pray someone else someone, lost yeah, and yeah. someone else won yeah. or something. You know, yeah, like it was one of those one years of those. You, were, you were counting on other teams to get you in. Um. Oh, so yeah, so the MVP that because that that playoff game, Nickelodeon was also casting the that playoff game, and they it was really it's actually kind of fun. They had like little they that. had all sorts of overlays and stuff, and they would have like slime mm-hmm. popping up in the middle of the field. And Patrick Starr at one point was like announcing too and like color commentating. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's Trubisky, thinking, they gave wow. him the MVP. <laughs> I remember while the the NFL is really reaching for fans, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Really reaching because viewership had declined so much by that point. Yeah. N N V P. Wow. N V P. Yeah. Dude, I, I felt so bad too because they they got this little kid, you know, this cute little kid to come up and give Mitch Trubisky the the award, but it, they they gave it to him at the end of the game. So obviously, I mean, we lost the we lost that game, that playoff yeah. game. And so Mitch Trubisky's fucking, he's just pissed, dude. And he did like, I just remember feeling so bad for the little kid, you know, like I'm sure he was so excited to be on TV and like give out this award and he has to give it to a pissed off Mitchell Trubisky. Like, I, and I like, that's like, not, that's not bashing on Mitch Trubisky, you know, but it's just, it's just so unfortunate. I felt like I'm going to throw this out there. Like, I want you to think Nickelodeon, like how many, what other games could they have gotten? And like, what other quarterbacks could they have? presented this to instead yeah, you know it's yeah. kind of like i feel bad for the kid because i was like ah oh, damn like you don't get to meet the other people you know you're, yeah, you're gonna you meet to someone meet that's Trubisky. gonna be on a different team next year you know <laughs> to this day mitch trubisky remains the only player in, in nfl history to win the mvp so that's worth something i think <laughs> i'm sure he has that up on the mantle oh he's somewhere. got it <laughs> so we can just talk a little bit about that game um i mean obviously it wasn't such a it wasn't I mean, it was still disappointing, but I don't think it was as disappointing as the the last playoff loss that we had. Um, I'm reading your notes here, and I'm fucking cracking yeah. up. Yeah. So uh, it's important to note that that Darnell Mooney was Darnell Mooney was doing really good that season, and he he got injured, and then Roquan Smith, who who's been good really since he got since he got drafted, was oh, yeah. also injured. Yeah, he was very consistent and like a mm-hmm. great opposite to Mac. So I mean, it was. Ugh. Yeah, and so I was watching and kind of seeing, you know. There is this I don't I don't even remember this fucking guy, but he this guy Wims. was like in the yeah whims he was in the end zone a couple times and like also had some really good passes from Mitch to him that he just drops, and I'm just I mean and and I think this was because Mooney was out so they had to you know they had to put someone in there, but this yeah. guy just yeah he just sucked he just dropping dropped an easy touchdown and just was not good and did not help us in that playoff game at all. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, there's a few penalties that ended up that gave the Saints a good drive. I, c- I kept the drive for them live, and then got them a touchdown. Um, and then, yeah, at the end of the game, like literally as the clock is winding down, Jimmy Graham gets this crazy one-handed snag into the end zone to score our, our only touchdown that game. Uh-huh. And it's so funny because if you watch it, he snags the ball, gets the touchdown, and just books it straight for the locker room. Because the game, there was, it was the clock was already pretty much run out at that point. So he just yep. walks off the field. They, they didn't even. I don't even think they uh, did the kick. Well, he's not. Yeah. Well, one. he's not. He wasn't even on the kicking team anyways. It didn't fucking yeah. matter for him. Yeah. So. so he just, he just was like, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. 
All right. We're in the home stretch here, I think. So 20, the, the main thing about 2021 was that was, I, I think we can just start, like that was the year we drafted Justin Fields. 6-11 and yep. 11 season. We got rid of Mitch Trubisky. Um, we brought in Andy Dalton, who I thought we were going to go. We were, it seemed like that's who was going to be our main quarterback um, for a little bit because we hadn't drafted Justin Fields yet. Well, it was also known that the, initially I think the plan was to have him just in case whoever we drafted wasn't ready because mm-hmm. I don't think we wanted to make the same mistake we did with Trubisky. I don't yeah. did that year we also want Justin Fields. Uh, I f- I remember the the feeling being that he was kind of on his way out and they wanted to do something. They they were like I think throwing Nagy hail mary. He was, they were like, yeah, I think it, it was kind of kind of like a hail mary, and I think it was Pace's hail mary too because I think he knew he was on he was on his way out as well, and they were trying to do something. All right, let's you know, let's yeah. do something big and just you know try and make something happen here. Um, we also drafted uh, Tevin Jenkins that year and Khalil Herbert. Yep. I mean, it was a six and eleven season, so there wasn't a lot of bright spots. Um, obviously, watching some of Justin Fields' games when he uh, when he finally got in, that was really cool. That was so much fun to watch. I will say though, oh my gosh, watching him play stressed me out because it was cool. Yeah, his first year, it was cool seeing all the stuff that he was doing, but he was, I mean, he was playing like a running back, and I just remember every time I. So, fucking slide please for the love of god slide <laughs> yeah i i was worried he was gonna get hurt yeah i mean he and because he that's the thing and it's not even like he was yeah oh my gosh yeah it could have been a two situation um he he was he was looking for the hits even that was what was getting me is that he it's like you can take the slide. You're not even, you're just hitting someone for not even an extra yard. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Several times. I just remember slide you fuck. Like just fucking slide, please. You're supposed you, if you're going to be any sort of our future, like you can't, you can't be taking as many hits, you know? And I mean, that, that caught up with him that year. He ended up getting hurt. He cracked, he got hurt two separate times. Um, the first time he got, he ended up with cracked ribs. And then the second time he hurt his ankle. Um, so yeah, six and eleven. That's how we ended. Obviously, no playoffs, and then we went into twenty twenty two, and that was a year that I mean, we just really did an o- did an overhaul. We just cleaned house that year. The big ones that we got rid of, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was very very necessary. I agree. the The funny thing was that, and uh, so Matt and Ryan, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were fired and Matt and Ryan got brought in. Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles. <laughs> a little background on Ryan Poles. He was an old lineman at Boston College. And then he actually tried he uh tried out for the Bears and he was looking like he was gonna be on the Bears, but then they cut him. Um so he ultimately didn't make the fifty three man roster. During his time he, he also spent some time at Kansas City and uh and Boston College before Kansas City, and that whole time, a lot of big part of his job was scouting and recruiting um, for both those organizations. And then he came here, and it seems like his big thing when he was coming here was that he really wanted to change the culture and uh, the culture of the Bears team, and really wanted to build a new foundation and start, you know, start something new here. Absolutely. Um, I, there's all these cool little tid- tidbits about him, you know, and he, he talks about sleeping 
at house hall during the draft you know and just uh, just reading about this guy and and seeing his interviews and stuff like that it just uh, he just seems like a, i really like him i like him yeah. i like matt eberflus too who we brought in that same year and he was the former defensive coordinator for the colts he was linebacker for toledo college and was apparently pretty good and then coached at toledo after he graduated for a while and then yeah part of his job and at toledo too was also recruiting which i i i thought that was really interesting that both of them had backgrounds in in recruiting and and scouting because i think that's just really important i mean when you have the gm and the head coach who both have experience and know how to have some experience doing that i mean it's important well, and i think that because of that they would also know how to have that conversation and like plan things out a little better yeah yeah we also brought in luke getsy that year I should say Iberflus brought in Luke Getze, uh as our offensive coordinator. He was a former college quarterback. Uh, he was with the 49ers in 2007. And then he was coaching around for a bit. Former Packer. So I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that, but it makes me makes me wary. What, wasn't he a quarterback coach for the Packers? Mm-hmm. So that's one where I'm like, he's got some – I mean, say what you will about the Packers – but they've had good quarterbacks. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, that year Ryan Poles came in and uh, I mean, some people weren't happy about it, but that was the year he really just started. I mean, he really cleaned house uh, player wise. He made some really big trades for really big players that I think that a lot of uh, Bears, player, uh, Bears fans liked and weren't necessarily happy to see go. And I, I saw a mixed bag, you know, there's always the people on the internet that are like, oh, what an idiot, why would he do that? And there's other people that are like, mm-hmm. I'm sad, but, you know, it's what's got to be done. Um, some of the people that we got rid of, we got rid of Khalil Mack I and mean, Roquan, Roquan Smith. And Roquan Smith, like you get rid of Which were huge. I mean, those are big blows. Yeah. I remember those hurting and I remember like, fuck. But at the same point, who did we have available worth, you know what I mean? Like... It makes sense that they would be on the chopping block just because. Yeah, I mean, because Cleo Mack was. Yeah, I mean, he's older. I mean, you're not going to build around Cleo Mack, and you can't really. I mean. He's still going to be perform above most people, like even even being not in his prime necessarily. Uh, Right, but I I just I don't think uh, Ryan Poles very much wanted to wanted to start fresh and was looking towards the future, you know and. Right, and that's what it means. Those guys like just weren't going to be long term. Who you had and being able to be like, all right, well, you're not going to be long term, but you yeah. are still of value. Like right. we can still get things, yeah, for you. We can get something. Um, I did want to real quick, looking back at like Ibithus and Getsy. One of my big things is like with Matt is the defensive background mindset. I think we're moving away from the offensive mind head coach, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and which hopefully would bring a little more structure back to the yeah. bears defense. We need to be the monsters of the midway again. Like mm-hmm. that's what we were missing. Um, but he was also notorious at the time for player development and adaptability, which I think uh, I've, I've said we are not known for quarterback development. I mean, that's positional, but you could also say like player development as a whole, you Generally. know, um, and I think that that would absolutely help because that was one of the things we were missing on defense was the younger guys that were coming in for the injuries that we were having and the trades that we made. Yeah. Uh, just they, 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 it's like they never truly like 
got up there. We finished with six wins that year. It's like, well, our defense was falling apart all mm. over the place. Um, obviously, his lack of head coaching was questionable. You know, it's like, all right, well, let's see how he does here. Yeah. Not um, also, he's not a head coach. And that he's not an offensive mind. It's like, okay, so then yeah. that's fine, but we need to see who his offensive coordinator is, is going to be. Yeah. Right. Like, um, and because that, so that was going with, against the grain there, making that call is of, of bringing in the defensive coordinators, coordinators head coach. Because, like you were saying, absolutely. It, it seems like mostly it's just offensive coordinators or offensive minded people coming in. But I think because coach positions, because polls wanted to focus on culture redefinition yeah. and, and, and like looking at, okay, well, who has player development and who has adaptability, who's known like in the locker rooms around the league as, as a player's coach, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then when he brought in Getsy, I mean, quarterback coach, passing game coordinator for the green Bay Packers. Um, so obviously experience with quarterbacks, which is where we lack. So I, you can tell it was a good move for, Eves to bring him in because that it, literally they counterbalance each other, right? So, yeah, um, clearly you, you you call uh you go with Eves or Flus or Eberflus? Both. It Both. just depends on the day and who I'm talking to. Yeah, um, I tend to like I like Flus. I like Flus. I guess yeah. you know because it is like Flus. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, some hesitation with him was he was a first time offensive coordinator. We'll see how he does in that role. In a way, it was a leap, but I think it's working out or worked out. You know, while he did have success with Aaron Rodgers, again, Aaron Rodgers at that point in his career, you kind of have to, it's like, he's a unique talent. Like, yeah, right. Not, he's a generation. You know talent. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's going to be successful basically under almost any offensive coordinator. Right. Because uh, if he doesn't agree with you, he's going to say, fuck you, and I'm going to call this I'm play. Gonna, you know, yeah. like, so, hey, what are you going to do about it? Like, and yeah, and, and, um, and it'll work out. You yeah. Know. For him. Yeah, yeah, for him. So, um, but I did like the quarterback coach that they brought on, which was Andrew Janaco, um, because at the time he had been a wide receiver coach for the Vikings and uh, also served like other capacities with the team, like offensive assistant, assistant quarterbacks coach. Um, so this is sort of his natural progression up the line of what position he could be in. He was very familiar with the division. He, you know, had a wide receiver background, um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that his experience as an assistant quarterback coach in the past, while limited, was great value. Uh, and he's seeing it from both sides—a wide receiver and a quarterback, right? right. Um, and so, being able to come in and hopefully develop someone uh, that can give a quarterback a quarterback mindset, not just strictly quarterback, but also going like, think about it from your receiver's point of view as well. Yeah. So was kind of exciting, but yeah, those are my big notes from here. I was like, what was the coaching? I knew there were a ton of coaching changes and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And also I think that having that quarterback coach who this is his first time doing that under the tutelage of someone who's been a quarterback coach, you know, like that's, yeah. I feel like they just did a really good job at sort of balancing out things. And so I'm excited to see, obviously we'll go through the 2022 season real quick, but like right. how this 2023 season is going to look. Yeah. So players we got that year, we got Nikhil Harry, we got Chase Claypool, we got Jack Sanborn, who I, I really like Jack Sanborn. <laughs> 
Um, we got Dante Pettis. We got Byron Pringle, Equinamius St. Brown. We drafted Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Bayless Jones, and Braxton Jones. Uh, is there anyone I'm missing that you remember? No. No, that seems yeah. about right. And then, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, we got rid of, uh, we traded away Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith. So for the actual season, we went three and 14. <laughs> three and 14 last year. It was rough. Uh, it was it was rough. Um, but I, I, I will say as rough as it was, I, I was still having fun. And I, it's crazy. There it's were crazy a lot more close like, games. It, I, it, I think people it did, did not I don't feel. Think people, yeah, I don't think enough. Like three and sixteen. Really realize how many close games and against playoff teams. Yeah. Um, and how well Justin Fields did against playoff teams, playoff defenses. Yeah. So specifically, I, I mean, correct me if I'm if I'm remembering wrong here, but he did really good against the Eagles defense. Yep. Um, and it was a solid defense. I mean, like you can't. They yeah. had a hard time with him. I remember every like you had the people you knew were going to be playoff contenders, like <laughs> yeah. not even playoff contenders. It, there was like oh, at least division championship contenders, right? Right. Uh, and like who were, had full blown game plans just around fields mm-hmm. and a completely and different one. Them. Should he not play? Like yeah. they were almost like we'd <laughs> be fucked if he didn't play. Plans. You know, like because we didn't practice any of the other stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, hopefully, I, this one's a lot more fresh in the memory. So there, I have a little more. Um, I mean, it was just fun watching Justin Fields again. Just so many crazy magic plays, like I, just next level plays. That he Some makes lots of good stats from him. And, lots of good like records that he either broke or set. You know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it was some a of the fun records season he, for him. Yeah, some of the records he broke here. Uh, he broke the single game regular season record for Q, uh, quarterback rushing yards. And he he beat Michael Vick's that record. He, that was Michael Vick's record before, and it stood for twenty mm-hmm. years before he broke it. Um, he was the first NFL player to have three touchdown passes and rush for at least one hundred and fifty yards. And then he now has the record for uh, the Bears franchise for the longest quarterback run and longest uh, quarterback touchdown run. He broke the Bears single season quarterback rushing yards record. Uh, he was the first NFL quarterback to have consecutive one hundred and forty yard rushing games. First to have multiple 60-yard rushing TDs in the Super Bowl era. First qu- first quarterback to rush for a touchdown in six consecutive games. Third NFL quarterback to rush for over 1,000 a- yards, joining Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson. Which, uh, I mean, those are some pretty big names, and uh, that's a lot of records to break <laughs> in one season. Granted, some of those, you know, the Bears aren't really known for having a, a rushing quarterback. <laughs> but, I mean... Not at all. There's, there's still, uh, there's still records that he's breaking though. So I mean, that's something. And and they're not, they're not all Bears franchise records. Some of them are in the NFL. And if, I mean, for Christ's sake, because these cleats are in the fucking Hall of Fame right now. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that's that's pretty cool. And I, I think that says something. Um, I mean, come on, we got to tip the hat, right? Let's oh, we got, we got to tip the hat. Come on now. So at the end of the season, it basically came down to. If we were, if we, for us to have the first pick, the Texans had to win their last game. Lovey Smith was the was the head coach at the time for the Texans. Um, for those of you who don't know, Lovey Smith was a coach, head coach of the Bears for a long time. 
and I, I think is, is beloved by Chicago. I think a lot of people, I think most people. 100%. 100%. I can't think of anyone, honestly, who, who has any ill will towards Lovey Smith. I'll never talk shit about Lovey Smith. Yeah, I, I love Lovey Smith. So people were making jokes that he he helped secure the number one draft pick for the Chicago Bears by winning that last Texan Texan. <laughs> if they had lost it, they, they would have had the number one pick, but they won it, and so the Bears ended up with it. And I just remember seeing everyone was so happy, and you, you can't help but feel like he did it on you know, and I, I think he knew he was he was out at that point too, so I do think it was also just one final like fuck you to the Texans. Oh, absolutely, like, which is so funny because I, I mean it's funny to read the like to read some of the headlines from that like Texans fire Lovey Smith after win versus Colts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, dude, that that number one pick has been huge for us. Uh, if he had looked dead into camera when that happened and just nodded or winked, yeah, yeah, uh, just give like, us, give us you something, know what I mean? like Anything, right down yeah. the lens, baby, give me, give me that. <laughs> just to... <laughs> when he when he made that call to go for two, I remember being like, "What? What? <laughs> what? I, was like, I was like, okay, I kind of, I I really hope this works. That would be dope." Yeah. And it was just. It was a it was a great call for us, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the Bears, yeah. Once a bear, always a yeah. bear. Huh? Gotta love him. Um, I hope that they do like whenever he retires. I hope they do one of those one day contracts for him. You know, like just... oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. I would love that. That would be so yeah. awesome and great. I wonder um, if that's ever been done for a coach. I've never thought about that before. I, yeah, I don't know how. I mean, because it would work the same. We'll have right? to. Well, I don't know. Cause... We'll have to look that up. Yeah. So last year was Montgomery's last year. I, I just really like Montgomery. I, I, I was really sad that um, that he didn't stay with us. Um, Justin Fields got hurt twice last year. And that, that was so I, – I mean, it was great. It's always great watching them play and stuff. But I do remember being frustrated, I think, with the coaching staff too because they just kept putting him in when he was very obviously like either injured or like his legs were dead from running so much from carrying the fucking team from carrying the fucking team yeah um he didn't just I, carry the team he carried the city of chicago like he the, yeah. carried every the the weight of every fucking fan that was there that was yeah. watching like yeah there were pl- there were a couple of moments where i was like why are you still doing this yeah like, and i think that 16 like what the fuck why are you still doing this yeah which i i think shows his tenacity and just like how much he wants to win and how much he wants to do well for the bears. But I, I just do remember being really frustrated in the season being like, guys, like stop letting him do this. <laughs> like this guy is, you know, I mean, we're still hope we still have hope for him, you know, and it's, it remains to be seen that he's, that he's not our guy. And so until then, like, why are we risking, you know, get him getting a long-term injury? Um, our old line was so bad. <laughs> and and I, I'll say, I think it was so bad because I don't think we, I don't think we had more than three games or even two games in a row with the same old line. Yeah, no, it was rough. It was very rough. Um, lots of lots of injuries. It is so hard. The offensive unit is like the offensive line is so important to be able to have consistency. Like you are a brotherhood. You have to think like like the Spartans, right? They yeah. trained spear and shield 
and your shield was there not just for you but for the man on your left like mm-hmm. like that's how Dude, offensive I, lines i just behave. got a clip today i just got a clip today for, on tiktok of that scene um where he's talking to uh to the guy the deformed guy what's FELTs? yeah he's talking F-E-L-T's, to F-E-L-T's, yeah. he's talking to FELTs and he's explaining that he's like if you can't he's like the shield is to protect the man to your, pick up to your you. shield yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like a, pick up your shield from um, neck neck to, to, yeah, from, yeah yeah raise your shield as high as you can <sighs> father should have told you how our failings works. We fight as a single impenetrable unit. That is the source of our strength. Each Spartan protects the man to his left thigh to neck with a shield. A single weak spot and the phalanx shatters. From thigh to neck Ephialtes. I am sorry, my friend, but not all of us were made to be soldiers. He's like, here to hear Ephialtes. I'm sorry, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about that another time because I don't want to go too deep into a tangent on that because I, I have some thoughts about that. Oh, the monsoon game. Do you remember that? When we beat the 49ers? In the oh, season? yeah. Dude, yeah, I, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to talk about the monsoon game because watching that game really just, it felt... It felt like a new era was was being, you know, how would you say that? Like rushed in, I guess, being brought in. Yeah, it felt like that game brought in a new era because it was ushered. So, it was yeah, ushered, ushered in a new. Thank era. you, there thank it you. Is. Yeah, it felt like that monsoon game really ushered in a new era. Just at the end, you know, the the field is just totally flooded, you know, up to their ankles in water, oh, yeah. and you just see bear. Uh, you just see Justin Fields. And like four or five other bears, and they just all like hydroplane and slide like penguins just into the into the end zone. And so dude, the look on I, his face, and they're just also happy, dude. I felt so joy. happy. Yeah, dude. It took me back to it when I was eight years old, and it was raining at practice, and we did fumble drills. Like that's yeah. what you do when it fucking pours during practice. No lightning, obviously. Like right, hey, right. you're safe, but like you're like, guys, this is what it's about. Let's get money. Yeah. Let's your white fun. practice pants are like totally just brown that. and black from yep. all the mud and you're just totally like just drenched dude those are the parents at practice were just like fuck oh, because they dude. didn't bring a towel for us to sit on in the car and yeah. that kind of shit like <laughs> yeah that was god yeah that that, so much fun and that's what that i brought back so to much fun. i equated that to the 2016 cubs team they were in loving the game yeah and that's what last year bears team looked like to me yeah the record doesn't look great no it definitely leaves things up to, to be wanted it did not feel like a three and 14 season because no. of how many close games there were because of how many amazing highlights there were um but the one big thing i took was like man if these guys came in talking about changing culture changing culture changing team culture yeah they're they're executing absolutely they've and done I'm like it. yeah I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm keep building that. Keep building that. All of these are buying into it. All the players, all the guys are buying into it. Mm-hmm. And you can see keep it, pushing that. Into it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it, I just think it's worth saying that. I, I don't know. I'm I'm even more excited now, I think, in the three and four, uh, 14 season for the future than I was when we uh, 
when we made the playoffs and lost to the Eagles. That's exactly more excited now. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) because with that one, it was more like I was excited, but I also knew how difficult it was going to be to keep everybody healthy for the next year, as well as to like even try to replicate that. Yeah. Whereas this year it's like there's nowhere to go but up, baby. We're three and fourteen, but like I don't, I don't fucking care. I don't like, give a shit. <laughs> it, I I don't. It, but the fact that I wasn't like, nah, fuck them. This is a waste of time. And more yeah. like, I'm I'm actually excited. I'm like, mm-hmm. I I absolutely put more weight to that than I, I was did. tuning in every week with excitement, even knowing that we might not win. Also, because it could go any way. Like, yeah, and it was literally we had a shot. Like, yeah. Not just that, we were we were one of the teams that could like end someone else's opportunity to, to sure. like get into the playoffs you know? yeah. because there was like well is field starting or not you know yeah. that's really going to be the, the, <laughs> the determining determining years. yeah so and it's not even can you contain him it got to a point of okay let's be honest you probably won't be able to contain him can you outscore him sure that that's yeah. what you got to do yeah that's what you, you can't do. stop him um so yeah i just uh this little section, I wanted to sh- just some uh, interesting little tidbits that I found when I was doing research for this episode that I thought just were interesting. Um, Tariq Cohen never rushed for more than 500 yards a season. I thought that was um, crazy. But then you look, had- and it was because he was all he was being utilized in so many different areas. He wasn't just well, rushing yeah. the ball. He was getting passes. He was, you know. Um, he wasn't generally... If I okay, it, like you say, Cohen, I don't even think rusher. Like really? that's not. Yeah. No, because he he wasn't the primary rusher. He yeah. was second. He was always mm-hmm. second. But what he was was the flex guy, right? He was the one that could rush if he needed to, but could also catch and turn. And yeah. that's really where you you're like. So to me, I'm always like, oh no, he's like my you know second and situation. He's my you know, third and short type guy, like third, third and mid type guy. Right. Like yeah. to me of like, Hey, all right, well, you're going to have to run this little quick slant. You're going to have to bump out here. You're going to have to take a, a, a screen pass, you know, that kind of shit. So yeah. you're my check down, Mike, <laughs> extend the play. <laughs> Cody Parkey hit seven doinks for misses in his NFL career and one doink for completion for a total of eight doinks. In his whole NFL career. Oh my gosh. So many. <laughs> uh, another thing I thought was interesting, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. He was on the Bears for a while. Mm-hmm. But then he went to the Eagles, won a Super Bowl. Was- and then he was on the Eagles when they knocked us out of the playoffs in 2018. Yep. yep. And then I found he the was- Bears all-time list. He's number 80 on the Bears all-time list. He is. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. The time that he was with us, he was... Good. I mean, it yeah, got I remember him. him being that's really what got good. him to the Eagles. The problem was that when he was with us, he also was underutilized heavily because we were not a passing team. Yeah. Not not like not like what the Eagles turned into, you know. Right. So yeah. Kyle Long really fucking hates Matt Nagy, apparently. And I love Kyle Long. I love Kyle Long that, too. That was when when that started coming out. The one thing about Kyle Long that I respected was his leadership and like the fact that he held off so long on expressing that, like, yeah. because I think he knew that with 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 Nagy coming in and like you know like everything going on, he uh, a, a true leader doesn't always put everything out for the public. Like, 
like just talking right. shit to people. That's not well, leadership. Yeah, and especially because you're the head literally coach, just you know? causing fires and burning bridges as the second those words are coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Matt Nagy, the, when I, the Kansas. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that um, I, earlier this year, or actually a couple weeks ago, the 49, not the 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs put out a video because Matt Nagy is back with the Kansas City Chiefs as a quarterback coach. Not and even so they the put OC, out, huh? <laughs> you would you would have thought you know, but they 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 posted a video of him and he's he's hitting the post with the he's throwing the ball and he's hitting the post. They captioned it, "Can your can your quarterback coach do this?" Um, and then Kyle Long quote tweeted it, and all he I think all he said was like double doink or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's doing his best parky impression. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Looking back, those times were fun. I think for a while, I, looking especially looking back for this episode, I, I think I've, I've been too harsh on Matt Nagy. I really have had a disdain for Matt Nagy the past couple of years. And just every time I think about him, I'm just like, you fucking idiot. But I don't looking think back, I've ever I think had I've a been disdain. a little harsh. You know, yeah. not a disdain. It evolved into a dislike. Yeah. Um, especially once like players that are established that I respect that like I think I have a high like level threshold for characters that's the one thing that i think i was great at was leadership was Mm -hmm. like setting an example i may not have always been the best person on the field or the best person on the wrestling mat or anything but one thing i was good at was leading others and making sure to like bring those behind up you know and, and doing my best and looking at it as a team thing so when kyle long comes out and basically is like I don't care for him. Fuck this guy. Yeah. All of a sudden, immediately, I'm like, ah, that's a There's huge gotta be, red flag yeah, for me. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, yeah, we talked about this earlier. I just, I, I just was blown away by it. Just because uh, I, I totally, <laughs> that Mark Sanchez was the third string quarterback for the Bears. In I forgot he wasn't even the fr- this like the backup. He was the yeah, backup. I, backup. I forgot about. <laughs> I saw it that he that the Bears tra- that he was in the trades because they were like you know I was looking through and it was like Mark Sanchez was traded or was released and I was like. I don't remember him starting for the Bears. And then I looked and I was like, he was fucking third string for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, and then like the year after he he, he got popped for PEDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he made a whole long post about like, oh, like, you know, it was a one-time exposure and the test that I took before was clean and the one that I took 30 days after was clean. I've never taken it. I've never cheated everything. And which I don't think he did, but you know, you're always kind of like, oh yeah, sure, Mark. Yeah, one time. <laughs> Can I just throw this out there? What's that? It didn't help him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't give a maybe shit. He like, been it cheating. does yeah. not Ex- <laughs> yeah. At that point, I'm like, maybe you took the wrong ones. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up here. We'll do our uh, anything you want to promote. Anything yeah, sure. Promote? So yeah. I'm the I'm the host of another podcast called Chick Flicks with Dicks. That's Chick Flicks with an X, uh, where myself and two of my co-hosts are assigned a Chick Flick that my wife picks out, and then we drink and watch it and then discuss it. And over the last five years, we've become somewhat connoisseurs of uh, the Chick Flick genre. So um, it's always a good time. It is definitely not safe for work. <laughs> so yeah, definitely check us out on that. That's probably yeah, that's the one, one thing that I'll push on what I do. Um, stay tuned for more. I've got always got projects in the in the works. For sure. Uh, where can they follow you? 
really the big one would be like on Instagram. Um, we do have a Facebook page. We don't really keep that one up so much. The easiest one is Instagram. Um, and we'll see how long that one even lasts. I'll have to like update you with that. Sure. Uh, that is also chick flicks with dicks, all one word. Um, flicks is spelled with an X. So cool. uh, yeah, but we'll post updates and shit there. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to know what I'm doing or what I'm up to or follow me, um, you can just follow me on Instagram at O-O-H Omar Delgado. Or no, Omar Daniel. Sorry. Uh, O-H-M-A-R Daniel. Um, I do a lot of music projects, just kind of whatever I'm feeling like working on just creatively, you know, whether that's art or music or some mixture of the two. Um, Where can they find your music? You can find my music on Spotify. I go I go by Omar Daniel on that one, but there's no O-H. It's just my name, Omar Daniel on Spotify or Apple or pretty much wherever you get your music. Um, oh, shit. I should have said that for the podcast, too. Yeah, you can find us on Apple Music. Or, yeah, yeah, you can. Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, basically, wherever you get your podcasts. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was – we're closing out here. That was the uh, the Bear Claw podcast, our first episode. Um, our next episode, we're going to be going over the offense, kind of what happened, what moves were made this year, things that we're excited about, things that we're worried about. Um, we're probably going to be talking a lot about Justin Fields because he is a huge part of the offense and the franchise as a whole right now. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, have a good rest of your day and we'll see you next time on the Bear Claw Podcast. Hey guys, just wanted to mention that if you want to follow the podcast on social media, we're on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube as Da Bear Claw Pod. That's D-A-B-E-A-R-C-L-A-W-P-O-D. And if you feel like shooting us an email, telling us how good or bad a job you think we're doing, or if you have any comments or anything you think we missed that's worth mentioning, or if you just want to say hi, you can shoot us an email at bearclawpodcontact at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.